What is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing all of the games for this upcoming week four of the NFL season. And man, do we have some pretty good matchups. And, you know, like we, like we always do on here, I don't want to waste y'all's time, but I do want to also talk a little bit about, just a little bit about Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program. It's $4.99 a month. It allows me to be able to better the quality of the podcast, be able to just, you know, buy certain things in order to help better the quality on the podcast. It's just so many other things that will end up benefiting y'all in the long run. Once again, I'm not requiring it, not telling y'all y'all have to do it in order to listen to me, but it definitely does help me in the long run be able to continue to get all these episodes out for y'all. But anyway, guys, like we always say here on the Cover Seven with Mason Pierce podcast, I do not want to waste y'all's time. So let's get right into all the action that we have in week five of this NFL season. Now, the first game and the first game to kick off week five is going to be on Thursday night football as we have the 3-0 Miami Dolphins traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 1-2 Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Miami Dolphins are coming off a win in which they upset pretty much the best team in the NFL in the Buffalo Bills. They held Stephon Diggs to no touchdowns on the day. They pretty much held Josh Allen for the most part to, you know, just not be able to do Josh Allen things. And overall, I think Miami's defense is not getting a ton of credit for a lot of the, uh, majorly a lot of the success they've had so far early on in this season. And then on the flip side for the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa had himself a pretty solid day. You know, there were some concerns with you know, the head injury, back injury, whatever you want to call it, because there seems to be a lot of conflicting reports, but we do know that he is banged up with some type of injury, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does perform in this game, but I think he'll do all right, you know, especially if Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle could continue to do what they've done so far this year, I mean, I think they will absolutely be able to ball out over the secondary of Cincinnati, and then on the flip side for the Bengals, you know, They did beat a New York Jets team, which I'm not going to say is an impressive win by any means because no offense, the Jets are just the Jets. They're going to, you know, you know, it's not really a win that you should be necessarily proud of. You know, despite the Jets going out and beating the Browns the week prior, I still think that Cincinnati will probably struggle against this Miami Dolphins team because, man, is that just that defense just so just. I mean, so dominant so far this year, whether it's the secondary with guys like Javon Holland and Xavier Howard or, you know, with the front with the front couple guys with Christian Wilkins, you know, new addition, Melvin Ingram in for agency. So the Miami Dolphins are definitely a team I think a lot of people a lot of people should be scared to play against. And overall, I think the Miami Dolphins will get the job done and I would definitely expect them to improve to four and on the season after they end up beating the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football. Now, if you want to watch this game, it'll be at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime Video. I know there's also a couple other places you can watch it on. I think Twitch is another one. There's probably a couple, you know, legal streams you can watch, but definitely check out this game because it should be a good one. It'll be interesting to see if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase can finally get things going despite, you know, struggling heavily early. Um, on so far this season I know you know week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers it kind of was just it was really rough for a lot of Bengals fans and most notably Joe Burrow who had five turnovers on the day so hopefully they get things turned around and they start to play kind of like how they did towards the end of last season but guys that is it for Thursday so we're going to travel all the way to Sunday and you know it you know the Sunday Sunday slate of action actually starts a little bit earlier than your normal 12 p.m. central time kickoff 
as we have the first game of the year being played overseas in London. And this game will be at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. So, yeah, definitely make sure to set your alarms for this game. It'll be on NFL Network as we have the 2-1 Minnesota Vikings taking on the New Orleans Saints. Now, Minnesota, who came off a late comeback win against the Detroit Lions last week, they're going to be looking to continue to improve the NFL while they are still one of the best offensive teams in the game. The big question mark for the Minnesota Vikings is the uh, is the status of their star running back Dalvin Cook. Will he be able to play against the Saints? Will he not? You know, some kind of hesitancy in that. But also at the same time, it shouldn't be that too big of an impact. And I say that just because when you have guys like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you know, even Irv Smith, the tight end. I mean, overall, they have a lot of solid weapons. And Kirk Cousins just needs to get back in the same rhythm that he had week one against the Green Bay Packers. And if they're able to do that, I definitely expect them to be able to beat this New Orleans Saints team, which struggled so bad against the Carolina Panthers defense last week, in which we saw Alvin Kamara get, Alvin Kamara get pretty much shut down all game. You know, he had one costly fumble, didn't even score a touchdown. I know fantasy owners were not happy, but overall – you know, just not a very solid game by the Saints. So I would definitely take the Minnesota Vikings in this game. Now, anyway, guys, now we will return back to America. As for the first game I want to talk about in the uh, the noon slate of games, it'll be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the 2-1 Cleveland Browns traveling to Atlanta to take on the 1-2 Atlanta Falcons. Now, Atlanta's coming off their first win of the season last uh, their first win of the season last week against the Seattle Seahawks in which was an absolute dominant performance by Cordell Patterson which we've started to get kind of adjusted to if you've been watching any type of Atlanta Falcon football Marcus Mariota also had himself a pretty solid day as well Drake London Kyle Pitts you know the offense was clicking now the biggest thing in this game is how will the Atlanta Falcons rush defense do against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because you know we've seen a lot of teams already struggle most recently the Pittsburgh Steelers last Thursday so hopefully they'll be able to stop them but for the Browns you know they're going to be relying heavily and I mean heavily on Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb in this game and Overall, I think Cleveland's just pure offense, offensive production, whether it is throwing the football or running the football, I think it'll be too much for the Atlanta Falcons. So definitely give me the Cleveland Browns by at least, I'd say, a touchdown or a field goal in this game. Now, the next game we're going to talk about as we're going to be traveling to Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium as we have the 1-2 Washington Commanders traveling to Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys, who are 2-1 after a Monday night football victory against the New York Giants. So, for the Cowboys, you know, one of the biggest things that I don't think a lot of us expected was the fact that the defense overall has been outperforming the offense by a mile, you know, due to the fact that starting quarterback Dak Prescott got injured week one against the uh, got injured against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was a huge hit to that offense. Also losing Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup not yet being back, but luckily for Cowboy fans, you will be getting Michael Gallup back in this game, so you'll have another weapon added to this Dallas Cowboy offense. Cooper Rush has been pretty solid so far in the two games he started. He's 2-0 as a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this season, 3-0 overall. He looked very sharp against the Giants last week. Uh, starting wide receiver CeeDee Lamb, you know, despite a lot of struggles early on in the game, he picked things up in the second half, got things going, and was able to ultimately you know, lead the Dallas Cowboys to a win. And then for Washington, I mean, they just simply – you know, they just couldn't do anything against Philadelphia last weekend, whether it was offensively or defensively. You know, Devontae Smith had a field day on them. 
You know, Jalen Hurts ran all over them, threw all over them. I mean, it just it was a bad day overall for the Washington Commanders. And you know, despite that Week One victory against Jacksonville, who is surprisingly one of the best teams in the NFL right now. You know, they really have not been able to do much, and I think it'll probably be another similar performance as Washington, at least here recently, has always struggled in Arlington. So, give me the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington Commanders. Now, anyway, guys, the next game we're going to talk about is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the 1-2 and two Seattle Seahawks traveling to Detroit to take on the 1-2 and two Detroit Lions. Now, for the Lions, they had a pretty... You know, it was an impressive but disappointing week at the same time last week against the Minnesota Vikings because not only did Jared Goff and that whole offense look very solid against the Minnesota Vikings, they just did not show up in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most to be able to keep the win as they ultimately would give up the lead in the fourth quarter as Minnesota would go on to beat them. But overall, it was not a bad game by Detroit, and they honestly have looked pretty solid this year. They looked good against the Eagles week one, which we've seen how dominant the Eagles have been since then. So, uh, you know, and then on the flip side for Seattle, you know, it's kind of been vice versa. You know, ever since week one after they beat the Denver Broncos in Monday Night Football, they just haven't showed up. I mean, they just simply have not showed up, whether it's been offensively or defensively. You know, we saw Cordell Patterson run all over them last week. So I would definitely take Detroit in this game just also due to the fact that they will be at home, and I think they'll be able to get their first home home game win of the year. Now, anyway, the next game that we're going to talk about is going to be also be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we will have the 1-2 and two Tennessee Titans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this game personally, you know, it's going to kind of be a, you know, who really was a fluke in week three, so to speak. You know, we had Tennessee absolutely clobber the Las Vegas Raiders in the first couple quarters of the game. You know, things got really tight in the fourth, but ultimately Tennessee would be able to hold off the Raiders as the Raiders would fail to get the two-point conversion to tie the game. You know, but honestly, Tennessee was able to hold Devontae Adams pretty well offensively. I know Mac Hollins just balled out against the Tennessee Titans secondary, but, you know, there was a lot of impressive things overall. We saw Derrick Henry start to do Derrick Henry things again. Ryan Tannehill didn't, you know, obviously didn't look that half bad handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. And then on the flip side for Indianapolis, they were actually able to get their first win against the Kansas City Chiefs in what was just a very, you know, dominant defensive showing. I wouldn't even say the offense was that great because, unfortunately, Jonathan Taylor in the run game, you know, whether it's Naheem Hines or Jonathan Taylor, they just have not been able to get things going so far this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do against a pretty weak and pretty, you know, thin Tennessee Titans defense. So in this game, I definitely would take Indianapolis 100%. I think Indianapolis will be able to continue the momentum that they've gotten so far. Matt Ryan will be able to correct some of his mistakes. Jonathan Taylor will probably run all over this Tennessee secondary. So definitely give me the Indianapolis Colts in this game. <laughs> now, anyway, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Chicago Bears traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the 2-1 New York Giants. Now, it's kind of funny to say that the Chicago Bears are 2-1 to this point in the year because I think a lot of us would have thought that they would have lost Week 1, but they ultimately did win in what was just a slip and slide of a game. Uh, week 2, they got exposed against the Green Bay Packers, but in Week 3, they bounced back. I wouldn't even say bounce back because Justin Fields played horrifyingly bad, but they would go on to beat the Houston Texans. And then you have New York, who offensively just was never able to get anything going. They just, I mean, Daniel Jones never had enough time in the pocket against the Cowboys. 
you know, whether he made some kind of not great throws or just not, you know, throws that should never have even been made to begin with as players would be in triple coverage, double coverage, whatever you might have it. It was a very rough offensive showing. You know, Saquon started showing more sparks of that 20, uh, the yeah, 2019 Saquon that we got so adjusted to seeing before all the injury issues. And I think if they're able to get the offense going, you know, despite Sterling Shepard potentially being out with some severe injury, I think if they can get Kenny Galladay finally some rhythm because, man, has he been such a bust signing so far after he was supposed to be some huge addition they got last year. And ultimately, he hasn't really showed up yet. So hopefully he'll be able to get going in this game against a pretty weak Chicago Bear defense outside of guys like Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson. So I would definitely take the Giants in this game as I know they'll be hungry to get a win after losing to their in-division rival, the Dallas Cowboys, last week. Now, anyway, guys, and and this next game, in my opinion, is probably going to be one of the better games of the weekend. And this game will be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the 2-1 Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, you heard that correct. The 2-1 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, for me personally, I'm not really shocked by Philadelphia being 3-0. I mean, I was a little bit shocked with the Minnesota game just because of how great Minnesota looked week one against the Packers. But just the pure domination on offense that the Eagles showed and also defensively with guys like Darius Slade just absolutely balling out. You know, it really showed, you know, how much this team has improved from being just, you know, a few pieces away to now they are literally in Super Bowl contention because Jalen Hurts is playing some of the best football of his football career. Devontae Smith is looking fantastic. A.J. Brown's looking fantastic. Miles Sanders, when they need him, he's being able, he's good at really getting those small chunks of yards that they need. The offensive line has looked pretty solid. I mean, overall, and even on the defensive side of the football, the secondaries look good. James Bradbury, the free agency addition from New York, he's looked solid. You have Darius Slay, who was traded from the Lions a few years back. He's still playing at an all-pro type level, so... Overall, I know this will be a tough game for the Jaguars, despite having a pretty solid offense and obviously an offense that blew out the Chargers last week, which no one really expected. But I just think Philadelphia, in my opinion, will be too good offensively, and I think they will give the Jaguars defense, especially just a bunch of fits in this game. So definitely give me the Eagles over the Jaguars in this game. Now, anyway, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time as well. There's just a bunch of 12 p.m. games Uh just a bunch of noon games, I guess you could say, during uh, week four. But this game will be between the New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams sit at one and two on the year. Both teams are struggling to get things going offensively. Both really don't have a steady quarterback yet. Now, I know New York technically does, but Zach Wilson's still trying to rehab from his injury. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, despite a very strong week one for Mitchell Trubisky, he's kind of slowed down a little bit these past few weeks, and he's definitely looking to have a big game. And honestly, I think that Pittsburgh, despite not having T.J. Watt on defense, I think that their defense will probably be a little bit too much for New York in this game. So definitely give me the Pittsburgh Steelers over the New York Jets. Now, anyway, guys, the next game that we have and one of the best games of the weekend, and it's going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Buffalo Bills who sit at 2-1 traveling to Baltimore to take on the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens. Now, both of these teams, you know, they both got their first and only losses handed to them by the Miami Dolphins, which is kind of funny to think. Baltimore, which was a just horrifically bad fourth quarter choke, 
Uh, Buffalo just simply, they just got outplayed by Miami last week. So both of these teams are going to be looking to get back also in the win column. I know Baltimore won last week, but still they're going to want to be able to continue that momentum despite their win last week against the Patriots. Um, the biggest thing for Buffalo, you got to get Stephon Diggs going early. You know, you've, you've got to be able to establish the passing game. Josh Allen's got to be able to continue just utterly dominate the Baltimore Ravens defense with his arm, which kind of shocking enough, Baltimore's defense this year has not looked that great compared to past years. So I think Buffalo should be able to find some momentum, especially when it comes to the passing game. So in this game, if you had to be a better, I would definitely take Buffalo. Nothing against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because I think Lamar will probably have another great day because Buffalo just lost one of their starting safeties, Micah Hyde, for the rest of the year. So that's a huge blow for them. But overall, I think Baltimore – Baltimore just won't be able to get things done defensively against a very strong Buffalo Bills offense. So give me the Bills in this game by at least, I'd say, a field goal or touchdown. Now, anyway, guys, the next game and the final game of the noon slate of games on this Sunday of Week 4 is going to be at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Los Angeles Chargers, who sit at 1-2, and two, are traveling to Houston to take on the 0-2-1 Houston Texans. Now, um... I don't really know what too much to say. Davis Mills has kind of looked very disappointing this year. After what looked like a very promising second half in last year, he just hasn't really been able to get things going so far in the 2022 season. You know, Justin Herbert, who didn't really play the greatest game, despite you know, obviously you know he's dealing with a bro broken rib or some type of fractured rib injury. And then to add on top of that, the Chargers also lost Joey Bosa, who was a huge addition, or not a huge addition, but is a huge part of that one-two tandem that the Los Angeles Chargers have for edge rushers with Khalil Mack and then Joey Bosa. But, you know, losing him last week against the Jaguars was definitely a huge blow. And the Chargers just have been very disappointing. I mean, they just have not looked like the team we expected to. And I'm, am I shocked? No, by any means. You know, just, get, just because you got J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack will not make you automatic Super Bowl contenders. But they have been dealing with a lot of injuries. J.C. Jackson is still not 100%. You could tell it just by watching him. Keenan Allen still dealing with an injury. You know, really the only weapon necessarily that Justin Herbert has on offense is Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. So, And they're both good players, don't get me wrong. But having a guy like Keenan Allen as a, res, as a, as a first resort is definitely something you want to have. And Honestly, I, I hate to say it, but I would not be shocked if somehow Houston somehow pulls out with a win in this game. I mean, it's it's weird to say, but Los Angeles has been known to get in these dry spots, and I think they're going to get kind of caught at another crosshair where, you know, they're just going to get caught off guard, and I think Houston might be able to finally gain some momentum. You know, if Davis Mills is able to get Damian Pierce going, also be able to get Brandon Cooks in the passing game, I honestly would not be shocked if Houston gets the win. So for me personally, I have the Houston's or I have, I have the Texans win in this game. So, but anyway, guys, now we're going to move into the later slate of games. And the first game we have, which will be at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, as we have the 1-2 Arizona Cardinals traveling to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers, who are also at 1-2. So this game definitely is going to be huge for Kyler Murray and the offense. And obviously, not having DeAndre Hopkins has hurt them tremendously so far this year. You can just tell automatically that Kyler Murray not having his number one weapon, he's not able to do a lot of the things that he wants to. You know, they also lost Christian Kirk in the offseason. A.J. Green's currently banged up. Rondale Moore, you know, it's just 
it's been a very unfortunate sequence of events for Kyler Murray and his offensive weapons. You know, James, James Conner's been okay. Zach Hurts, is, Zach Hurts has been okay. But overall, you know, the Lions had some struggles, whether it's been injury issues or just not performing right. And Kyler Murray's also made some boneheaded throws. But, you know, outside of that, Cardinals, their defense has also struggled immensely this year, most notably the very weak and young secondary that they have. And, you know, on the flip side for the Panthers, they finally got their first win of the season last last week against the New Orleans Saints. The defense looked phenomenal. J.C. Horn and Derrick Brown had one of the best one-two interceptions I think I've ever seen for a corner and a big man. Um, I think, honestly, if Carolina is able to play with that type of defensive and, and, you know, intensity and they're able to get to the quarterback and keep Kyler Murray from scrambling around and getting out of the pocket – Honestly, I would not be shocked to see Carolina win this game. I think Baker Mayfield, if he's able to get Rob, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, most importantly, get all of those offensive weapons that he has surrounded around him, I think Baker Mayfield will be able to lead the Panthers over the Arizona Cardinals. So give me the Panthers in this game over the Cardinals. Now, anyway, guys, the next game that we have, and it will be at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS, as we have the New England Patriots, who are 1-2, and two, as they take on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field as the Packers are 2-1. and one. Um, This game should pretty much go Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay's way after they cut off a very impressive win against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. You know, first half, they looked very solid offensively. Aaron Rodgers started the game, I think, like 10 for 10. You know, he's getting all of his guys, you know, every tight end, every wide receiver was getting involved. Randall Cobb looked very good. You know, and the defense, most importantly in that game, played very solid. Devondre Campbell had another very solid, you know, showing. Uh, Rasul Douglas showed up when Jair Alexander went out with a groin injury. And overall, just Green Bay looked very solid. And then on the flip side for New England, you know, they're going to be out a few weeks without their starting quarterback, Mac Jones. And, you know, it's going to be a huge blow for that offense. You know, Devontae Parker, who had a very solid game last year, he's going to be missing, or not last year, very solid game last week. You know, he's not going to be able to have his starting quarterback. So I definitely would take Green Bay huge in this game just due to the fact that New England, they just will not have their starting quarterback in this game. Now, the final game that we have in the later slated games is going to be at 325, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS as we have the Denver Broncos who are at 2-1 and one as they travel out to Las Vegas to take on the 0-3 Las Vegas Raiders. Now, no one expected Las Vegas, including me, to be 0-3 at this point in the season. Nobody. I definitely didn't. You know, maybe it's just some early season struggles, you know, new system for everybody, yada, yada, yada. But it's definitely looked very discouraging, especially last week against Tennessee. And then on the flip side for Denver, you know, despite them being 2-1, and one, their two wins have been by slim margin against two pretty weak opponents. So, I mean, the 49ers, whose offense is pretty much nothing besides Debo, Debo Samuels and um, George Kittle. You know, they had they had uh, Jimmy G, who just looked absolutely just horrendously bad, had a Dan Orlovsky moment in that game. And, I mean, just Russell Wilson, he just has looked horrendously bad ever since he got that huge contract extension by the Broncos in the offseason. So... Hopefully, I'm, I'm really hoping Russ will be able to pick things up. He'll be able to start to gain a lot more momentum. I mean, obviously, he got Cortland Sutton involved a lot more last week, which is something that Russell needed to do from the get-go. But overall, um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see Las Vegas maybe be able to get their first win of the season just due to the fact that the Broncos have struggled so heavily on offense. 
Now, if Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are able to get that Fresno State connection going in this game against the Denver Broncos, they will they will absolutely win this game by you know I mean absolutely you know Hunter Hunter Renfro even Mac Hollins who had a breakout game last week against Tennessee if he's able to also be able to get kind of similar to Baker Mayfield if he's able to get all those pieces around him going whether it's in the run game with Josh Jacobs Zaire White or on the outside with guys like Devontae Adams and um in the, or in the slot with guys like Hunter Renfro, you know, Derek Carr has no reason not to win this game against the Denver Broncos. You know, despite them having a pretty stout defense, just that offense has been so horrendously bad that in this game, I definitely would take the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, anyway, guys, we're going to finish off the Sunday slate of games as we travel back down to Tampa Bay for Sunday night football at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC as we have the 2-1 Kansas City Chiefs taking on the 2-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, both teams last week were handed their first L of the season. Kansas City you know, got their first L handed to them by Indianapolis. Tampa Bay got their first one handed to them by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So both are going to be looking to get get a get or both teams are going to be looking to get a uh, kind of a get back win, so to speak. You know, after a pretty disappointing game by both teams last week. You know, the biggest thing for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs is just making so many less mistakes. Chris Jones and that huge unsportsmanlike penalty that he got in the fourth quarter which led ultimately to Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts driving down the field and getting the game winning touchdown you know they've got to you know make sure that they stay disciplined you don't want to make give those those stupid little you know penalties that's going to allow teams to be able to score points off of then also on the flip side as well just you know the offense just did not look that great against the Indianapolis Colts who obviously did not have their best defensive player in Shaq Leonard so hope I mean honestly I think Patrick Mahomes and them are definitely going to be a little bit you know pissed at the fact that they were not able to successfully achieve all the things that they wanted on offense and I know it's kind of interesting because there was a moment between offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes where they were arguing and I know it's probably getting blown up beyond it probably needs to but you know is it a sign that things are starting to kind of not go well in Kansas City so to speak I mean I know they're sitting at two and one but you know they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore which is Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapon I know Travis Kelsey still is but come on now you know Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill fit each other like bread and butter fit each other I mean it was just meant to be but anyway on the flip side for Tampa Bay you know they're looking to be able to get things going on offense. You know Mike Evans will be returning from his one-game suspension. Hopefully the Buccaneers will be able to get back Julio Jones, who's been dealing with some type of injury after Week One. I haven't really looked into it too too much, but I know he's been dealing with some type of I think ankle injury. So hopefully they'll be able to get him back as well. You know Russell Gage did show a lot of promise. I know he had a huge, I mean a huge and costly fumble last week, but overall I think he'll be able to bounce back in this game. And I know it might sound crazy, but to give me Tampa Bay, I think that defense is just going to be able to shut down Patrick Mahomes once again, especially now that they don't have to game plan for two deadly offensive weapons in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So now they'll be able to game plan their defense around Travis Kelsey and keeping Patrick Mahomes contained. So in this Sunday night football game, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, guys, for the final game of this NFL Week 4, we have... And this will be on Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. We have the Los Angeles Rams who are sitting at 2-1, traveling to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers who are 1-2. Uh, not much to say in this game. And the weird thing about this game is the fact that the 49ers are actually favored, which 
I don't understand why, because if you watch that 49ers game last week and just how horrid that 49ers offense was after the first drive of the game, you know, you would not believe in Jimmy G at all, at, at all to be the starting quarterback for this team. And then on the flip side, if you watch the Rams last week, which I know they didn't have their best offensive showing, but Cooper Cooper Cup looked very solid. Matthew Stafford finally was getting back on track. And overall, I think Matthew Stafford and just that offense as well as the Rams, very dominant defense as they're also starting to get things on track as well despite that early, and I mean early season, just struggle against the Bills in week one. But overall, I would definitely give me the Rams over the 49ers in this game. So anyway, guys, that will wrap up all of the preview and predictions for week four of the 2022 NFL season. Guys, I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I definitely did recording it for y'all. You know, let me know which games y'all are looking forward to the most. I know me personally, I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, Tampa Bay game against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's always just interesting to see Patrick Mahomes taking on Tom Brady. But for y'all personally, let me know which games y'all are looking forward to the most and some of y'all's predictions as well. So, Anyway, guys, also be able to make sure to check out the college football preview for week five, which will be coming out at six o'clock today, central time. So make sure to go check it out if you're going to be interested in listening to some college football previews for all of the amazing games we've got going on this weekend, whether it's NFL or college football. So anyway, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of y'all's week. I hope you all make sure to watch plenty of NFL and college football football, you know, I hope y'all wait. Let me rephrase that real quick. I hope y'all watch plenty of NFL football and college football this weekend. And I will see y'all back here on Sunday and Tuesday for the college football recaps and the NFL recaps. So peace, guys, and I'll see y'all then.